All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. I am your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, as always, is our marketing director, one of our other coaches, Yogi Somier, all-around superhuman, Mrs. Jen Weyborhart. Hey, Jen. Oh, weird. Ah, Hi, I know, but I haven't referred <laughs> to you that way because you've only been married for a minute. So that one's really fun. And we've got a really cool guest for you guys today, a repeat guest. In fact, I think this makes the hat tricks, the trifecta, the third time on our program for our resident idiot. That's an inside joke that you people (laughs) may or may not get later. Michael Schaefer. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hello, Adam. I'm good. By the end of this, they'll probably get it. Okay. They'll probably get it. (laughs) Tell us, how are things in sunny California? Things are very good. It is gorgeous out uh, today. It's been, uh, for all of us, an an interesting year, obviously, in real estate. But uh, things have, for us here, things have been going great. I can't say I don't love the price points here. I mean, that's that's the... The true mark of a salesperson, of a real estate agent, a loan originator, somebody that does this high-end ticket item, direct-to-consumer kind of thing, is where I can ask you, how's the fucking weather in LA? And (laughs) Michael can start turn that conversation into real estate. There you go. You want to talk to somebody who knows how to steer a conversation? Find a successful real estate agent. That is the perfect MO right there. All right, so talk to us, Michael. What, I mean, it's been what, a year, 16 months, 18 months uh, yeah. since you've been yeah, on? I don't know, remember exactly when it was you, last You moved year, away, you I, fled to California or back I, to California. I did. I we can talk it, about your early Hollywood days if you want. Uh, <laughs> my, um, it was funny, actually, I remember my, my first time, so three years ago uh, on the show was actually uh, when I was doing my first California deal. Um, oh, that's right. I, I was literally in the car yeah. uh, at the inspection. You were at the inspection in the car. You were literally a, just deal. the tips and a California real estate virgin. We yeah, popped both cherries right then and there. First, de- first deal in, uh, in, in, in Watts, which was uh, oh, wow. interesting. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, I still, you know, I, I work everywhere, but like that was my first one. So I've got, you know, I've got that like, hey, first one was in Watts, got my... Uh, Got my California uh, California real estate passport stamped and cutting uh, some real teeth that one. Yeah, and uh, it, it's been a good three years. It's been a building, um, you know, building experience to go from nothing really. Uh, you know, from I had not lived in LA at that point for like twelve years, um, and so I have you know, never I, as I've, a real estate agent. Never as a real estate agent, right? So, so I was completely new to California real estate, which. Welcome to regulations and uh, disclosures. Oh yeah, with like, the CADRE wow. puts people through. Yeah, it, it it is it is nuts. Um, but uh, you know, building our uh, you know, we're mostly online lead gen based, and so building that database, you know, long you know long nurtures with um, you know with online leads very often. Sure. So now that uh, you know now that we're two and a half years in, actually almost three. How's it November? Almost three years in. Um, and that database is getting you know, seasoned and I'm getting, you know, I'm closing deals with people that I first talked to two years ago. Yeah. Well, okay. The, and it, <laughs> this brings up a really important point and we know this and we talk about this incessantly on the podcast, in our video blog, in the 
books, on and on. All the, all the things that I put out there for content talk about the fact that real estate, mortgages, well, it's a handful of other careers as well. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's mm-hmm. a career, not a job. Jen and I work on some things, and you've actually, unfortunately, not fallen victim to this because you're a thousand miles away, <laughs> but we even utilize the podcast in a lead gen fashion that could easily have a three or four year cycle on it. Sure. And we're not going anywhere. We do this with intention and we do this knowing that timeline. And all of you listening, watching or listening, live or in syndication should know this, that you might have year long, two year long, three year long cycles for things you're going to do in your lead gen work, in your social media work, in your podcasting work, in your community event work, whatever the hell it is, that are going to have cycles in that kind of a time frame, and you'd better be prepared for it. And you'd better not quit. If you start doing the kind of shit that Michael did three years ago in order to start nurturing a legitimate business today and give up after six months because it's not working, shed a tear, I'm over you. Play your mini violin. I'm going to play my mini violin for you, mm-hmm. etc. These things take time, constancy, consistency. Yeah, drives me nuts. I'm always reminiscent of this kid we had as a coaching client that told me he was going to door knock. Not that I would do it. And that after four Saturdays, says I'm going to do four hours every Saturday. Great. After a month, he said that didn't work. Like, exactly. You did 16 hours. That's like one work day in the life of a new agent. Tell me it sucked. Tell me you hated it. Don't tell me it didn't work. Yeah, right. with with every activity like that. You're right. It's consistency and it it's it's following through. I mean, it really is. I I I'm in uh, in an escrow right now for a buyer that had first I first spoken with this buyer over three years ago, I think. In actually, 1984, I think. right. No, well, or, no, it was twenty. <laughs> it was 2021, like September of 2021. And they weren't ready at, at all. Um, you know, they were going to uh, you know, sell their house. They wanted to, to, you know, sell this one, buy another one, sell their place in Arizona, their you know, retirees. Um, and they weren't ready at that point. But I'd show them a few things. And then, you know, every few months they might say, oh, hey, we're in town. Can we, you know, we want to look at this. And I knew that they couldn't actually buy it then. But now, two years later, I just double-ended their sale off market and now have them in escrow. They're closing on Thursday on their new house. That's $4 million of business from that one lead two that years That you ago. worked for That's years. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I really hope our audience is keying in on that kind of thing because that kind of consistency and constancy i don't have a better term for it and jen you can uh, we can certainly talk about the new book because we talk a lot about constancy and consistency um yeah I, I really hope our audience has got their radar on hearing that kind of thing so yeah and, there, and there you that, have it kids hey michael was it worth <laughs> the two years of effort I'd say it was worth the two okay. years for, you know, to do $4 million with them over the course of two months. No doubt. Worth it. Yeah. Um, it, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of that, that, that you just, you know, keep going. One thing though, that I have, 
had to come to though is because when you're nurturing leads for that long you can end up with way too many leads that you're working and part of that for me right now i'm actually i'm the launching into sort of a new expansion mode need to bring on agents because now i have those leads in my database that are seasoned they're you know they're you know need to be worked all that and i don't have enough people necessarily to do it but what i've had to do is try to figure out somewhat quickly if somebody's real and yep. with online leads there's a lot of people that aren't real um especially you mean, you mean that guy with a aol email address that lives at 123 main street isn't a legit lead? hey my, my my wife still uses an aol email address <laughs> Okay. Wow. Um, but she's not. Wow. Real, so. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, but but we do we get some we get some crazy ones here, and it's like oh great somebody landed on my site and they're interested in thirty million dollar houses, but they're you know in Kentucky and they're dreaming. Uh, or, me too. I'm I'm interested in thirty million dollar houses. Sure, but probably can't and, and, come out and plunk down cash for one. If either of you, any of you, want to buy me one, I'm down. I've I've run across a bunch uh, that I mean, actually, it's kind of it's kind of sad. Actually, I feel bad for these people. Um, but now, th three or four times, I think four times now, I've had people that I, you know come in as an online lead. They're looking for you know multi million dollar houses in the hills, wherever it is. Um, talk to them and it becomes clear and I've figured out now how to make it clear really quickly that they're being scammed by somebody who is catfishing them, pretending to be a celebrity and saying, oh, hey, no, you're going to come out here. I'm going to buy you a house. Look for houses. I've had that happen four wow. times. Four. And it, it's it's a little astounding. It's uh, but, but I feel bad for these people and I, I don't want to tell them, hey, you're being scammed. So those you just have uh, to God, well, not, you not, put have in, to. not put in the time. Yeah. For, for those it, and, you... and they never want to say who it is. They never want to say who it is. Right. But I... Well, it's a Nigerian it. prince. That's well, why. Well, well, no, they all think think it's celebrities. I had one... I know they do. I get it. Right. I had I had one that, you know, I'm talking to her, talk, trying to get the name of the of this fiance, this man that she's going to, you know, move out here and he's going to buy her a house. And I finally drill down into it a little bit and 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 get to where it's John Ham. And Aww. John's my neighbor. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and John's a nice guy. He's actually, not I, gonna. I, I don't. Do I, I don't actually know him personally, but he is regarded as a very nice guy. Yeah, and he's and he is not um, engaged to a woman in Ohio that he met online and buying her a house and buying her a house. Okay, had, ladies and gentlemen, so there are no celebrities looking to buy you houses no okay there, there aren't there, right, let's... I mean, it's amazing you you would think they would you would think they would want to uh, well i think they all want to sure buy me a house well there yeah. you go yeah get get online yeah. and find one yeah halle berry <laughs> if you're listening you don't have to buy me a house i'll just move in with you that sounds good. like a good deal. Yeah. All right. So let's back up a little bit here because yeah. I do think that there's something really important about the fact that these leads do exist. And obviously you and I know each other really well and you know where I stand on internet leads for the most part, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm really big on making sure people know how to generate leads, not buy leads, that kind of thing. But I'm always about putting some fresh meat in the grinder. Open up your world to a new circle. Pick up a lead. 
it might develop into something, a deal, their coworkers, their relatives, their friends, and you're kind of building another circle in your circle. So every now and then a little bit of fresh meat for the grinder, I think, is an important piece of the puzzle. But when you're doing it consistently, constantly, repetitively over the course of years, you got to start building out some systems for this, right? Mm -hmm. You have already mentioned Absolutely. that there are some that you got to let go by the wayside because of the volume. You got to let go by the wayside because after your cycle, two years, three years, whatever it is, it's just not going to pan out. You need more help. These kinds of things. So talk to us about some automation systemization sure. for these leads. What are you doing with them after a year or two or three? What goes on in the period between lead acquisition, experiencing that it is a real person, that they don't believe John Hamm is buying them a home. Okay. We've done our vetting and the time that they actually do purchase. And like in this case, we just talked about is a couple of years. What goes on in that time frame to systemize, automate, stay in front of so on and so forth. What are you doing to keep the lead warm? Sure. Sure. Uh, whole many, many things. Um, and we're constantly evolving on this. So, you know, we're, we're always evaluating what our tech stack is, um, trying to make sure that we're running the best systems. Um, so the, the first, I mean, I'm sure hopefully everybody already has a CRM that they're using and using it effectively. That's, you know, so no, they're not, they're, no, no. No. You can say hopefully everybody, and it's like, no, yes, hopefully, and like 3% of the people are probably doing it. Well, if, if, if you're not doing that, even if you're only doing your sphere, you're still not tapping into it because you're oh. not remembering to call that person every quarter if, you, if it's not in a CRM. You're not remembering to do that. So I, I think you just gave Jen some of our uh, graphics for the week coming. Mm -hmm. Cool. Keep going. <laughs> so, so you have to have a CRM that's going to keep your leads in order. You have to have something that is going to keep things coming out to them. And primarily, uh, at least on the buyer side, that's just making sure that they're all, there's always a search running. There's yeah. always an automated search running. And, if it and for those of you listening, set it back up. Yeah. For those of you that just went, oh yeah, I have all that shit in a spreadsheet. No, no not no. a CRM. Keep going, Michael. Yeah. You, you, and, and I use my CRM for everything. I mean, I, everything. I use follow-up boss and, and I even, I put my personal stuff in there like Absolutely. As a task on my own lead. Okay. It I reminded to me to change the furnace filter this weekend. Oh, I need to do that. Ah. Um, so as far as keeping them re-engaged, most of what we do is make sure that they are keep, keep getting searches because you can send out all the newsletters that you want. And uh, you know, I, I've never seen, unless you're really localized and we're not really localized. We you know, work a massive, massive geographic area. So if I put out a newsletter about the Hollywood Hills, that doesn't mean anything to you know, 95% of the right. database or yeah. more. Um, and then we're always adding new, you know, new things in. We just uh, this year really shifted over to a focus on seller leads. Um, of course, the market dictates, and, and all of you should be okay. All of you listening, all of you in real estate should be doing this. If you haven't already pivoted to the point where you are focusing your lead gen on sellers versus buyers, please start figuring that out before it shifts back. Mm -hmm. Come on. Well, probably won't. Not for well, it, it, I mean, you're always going to want listings. Listings are always what you want. And 
this is something that me and my group have always, you know, it, it's been challenging. Seller leads are a lot more challenging to get. And, yeah. you know, so we got, got into a system this year that is providing a great flow of seller home value requests. Okay. Michael, for reference, how many agents are in the LA area? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> how many <laughs> listings are there in the LA area? Um, see, the problem is when you say the LA area, it's not that meaningful because it is just too big to even consider, I think, well, scale to, to it consider back metrics into, on that. Scale it back um, into your metrics. I mean, so, you know, typically we'll have inventory of, I don't know what the numbers are right now. I'm going to say four or 5,000 listings, I think, in the county. And how that's, many? Not, that's not that many. For yeah. as big as as big as this is, how many agents? I, 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 I want to say there's. I want to say there's fifty thousand or or more. It, it's it, okay. it's an so insane that amount. Scale of agents. is the same here. There's about ten yeah. percent the number of listings as there are agents. Do the math. Right. Getting those leads is no easy task. No, and then once you get them. What do you do with them? So you know, we have uh, we have ISAs that are calling for us, trying to make that first line of contact, um, trying to you know verify some contact information. If they reach them, hopefully they can you know ask a little bit about hey, are there updates so that we can run evaluation? And depending on the intent, depending on the strength of it, we'll either do a full CMA um, presentation essentially, and we do a video. Um, we use Loom, we do a, a video, and then we use HighNote um, to, uh, to to send it and present it. HighNote's a great system for that. It's really easy to, to do web presentations. And there are a bunch. Yeah. There, there are a good handful of them. And you guys listening, watching, just do something. Take imperfect action. Pick up a mm -hmm. system that will enable you to do this. And, and then we just added an, a, a new system that, uh, you know, I guess it's pretty new. It seems to be really you know, coming on strong now called fellow. Um, and fellow, it is, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, it is just, re it's really amazing. It, it, it's similar to Homebot, um, but I've found it to be, get a lot more engagement from a lot more, more people. Uh, it's got some just great features in it. So we've just started working with that. So we've, so we've got a tech stack that works with that um, as far as being able to generate the leads nurture the leads, keep track of the leads. Um, because when you have thousands of them in your database, you just can't, you can never know. No. If you're not using technology, systems, automation to manage that, to keep that organized, you're, yeah, you're just- Not a chance. Then why waste your money? Let's put it- Right. And, and I'll say a few years ago, I, well, when I was in Denver and I had, I had left Sotheby's um, left the uh, partnership that I had been in. I was like, no, I'm going to go out completely on my own. I don't want a brokerage. I got my broker's license and just did it myself for a couple of years and started generating these kinds of leads and had no idea how to work them. Not a clue. Wasted a lot of money. I'm sure. Because what I didn't realize back then, or, you know, maybe I, I mean, a lot of it was just, you know, phone call reluctance. I, you know, back then I wasn't getting, you know, getting a lead and giving them, you know, 10 days of pain and, you know, hitting them over and over and over. I was like, well, they landed on my site. If they come back, great. Um, you know, I'll text them. What do we mean? You mean like you were being passive about it? I was being too far like, too passive. Just come to you? 
you know, I, I, I had no idea how to work with, uh, you know, with uh, non-referral leads or not. All right. And by the way, uh, the book Overcoming Call Reluctance is required reading in our program. There you go. You got it, you, folks. You got to do it. You got to get past that. I, I was extremely call reluctant uh, years ago. I mean, very. And now it's just it's just somebody on the other end of the line that I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You meet people all the time. New people. And, and so- conversation. So someone hangs up on you or somebody says, oh, don't call me or, or, or whatever. Okay, ne- move on to the next one. Just make sure you have enough. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I think the funny part, this is a relatively new book. And, uh, you know, kudos to a former coach and mentor, Carl White. He's the one that wrote Overcoming Call Reluctance. Um, when he put it out, I said something like, I don't have call reluctance. I make hundreds literally hundreds and hundreds of phone calls a week outbound phone calls a week and he said yeah you do and i read the book and i was like oh gosh i really do still have some call reluctance there are still speed bumps to get over in order to make that i'm putting that book on my list that's that's gonna be my next audio book i just uh (laughs) actually just finished traction which is something that we're implementing in our business um which is it's it's kind of mind blowing. If uh, you know, if you know of or you know, check out this book, Traction. Um, in fact, I've got it right here. Yeah. It's not real estate specific. Good. It is. Where's my camera? Wait, what's um, the what's the subtitle there? Traction. What traction, is that underneath? Get a grip on your business by Gino Wickman. Cool. Um, and this was recommended to me by um, uh, by a guy who runs a team um, down in San Diego that does hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Um, and it really is, I mean, we're just starting to work on implementing it because it is about re-envisioning your whole business, your processes, who you have with you, um, you know, what your priorities are, what your vision is. Because um, in this business, it's very easy to just say, well, we, we sell real estate. You just, okay, get leads, sell them. Yeah, it, it's really easy to say, uh, well, this we business is simple, but oh, it's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, your business is two businesses. Oh, absolutely. And in, and in California, it's even amped a little bit because of the DRE. Um, you have to know a literal fuck ton about real estate. A, a metric and, fuck ton. And that's not even the job. No. The job is to generate leads, to find buyers and sellers. Because, yeah, you may really know all the ins and outs of how to navigate the DRE. Let's even generalize that more from for some coast to coast type of stuff, like you might be really good at negotiating an inspection and it still doesn't fucking matter if you don't have somebody to negotiate it for. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. it's really two jobs. At least two jobs. Yeah. It's, at le- it's at least two jobs. Yeah. This is very, very cool. All right. So what do you see on the horizon? I mean, we try to avoid all the Mm -hmm. doom and gloom, what this year looked like, what last year looked like. And frankly, I'm kind of comfortable with what's going on right now. I don't have anybody working 60 hours a week, including myself, can still pay the bills. Uh, We're not just uh, working at the drive-thru. Oh, my God. In 2021, it was so redundant. I mean, every time the phone rang, it was like, yeah, would you like fries with that? Sure. I know you want to lower easy. your, I know you want to lower your easy. rate and payment. Would you like fries with that? I'll talk to you in 30 days. Um, and now we actually get to be creative and use our skills and solve problems mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So it's more creative. It's more fun. It is a ton more work, 
I don't, I don't have a single colleague who hasn't said something like, man, if we were just getting paid commensurate to the amount of work we're putting in. Oh, sure. Right? Sure. Okay. And but, that's the case in any commission business. We don't make a dime until we close. Oh, and yeah. And right so now, it's a, a lot, lot of work, work to get, a lot to, the of work to, get oh. there. And, and I am I am doing about 60 hours a week right now um, because I, I do have a lot of leads. I'm doing great business this year. So even though, yeah, I, you know, I don't I don't go in for oh, any of the any wait, of the doing again, you're doing work. great business this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it is possible. Oh yeah, I'm. Oh, and all the to... doom and gloom bullshit out there from the real estate agents that are playing those tiny violins. Hey, people, uh, just do the work. I'm gonna have one of my best volume, you know, solo just for me volume years ever. I think actually. Um, now it helps that my average price point this year is two million bucks. So that That's helps. Californians. <laughs> Actually, we're not far behind. It, um, it, it, so, yeah. so, so as far as you know, the, the doom and gloom. You know what? You can control it. You can control what you do. You can control that you pick up the phone. How you react. Your exactly. attitude. Your perseverance. You, yeah. you don't. You don't get to control mortgage rates. You just have to work with it. Um, and and honestly, I. This, I mean, the thing that. I, I really hope that we never get down to three and four percent rates again because Could that you imagine was what that would do to the real estate market. It, it, oh that was God. such a mistake to allow that to happen. If we could be in a five to six percent range for the long term, which the forecast seemed to look like, you know, by maybe end of next year, maybe we'll you know we'll get back to that range. Oh, we're already great. getting back to that range. Well, last yeah, the last, uh, last, the last days. 10 days, yeah, I've been really good on the mortgage-backed securities market. And yeah, I mean, it's just a pendulum that swings back and forth. We don't actually have a healthy economy. Um, so yeah, you catch it where you can. Um, but yeah, if we did have one, yeah, fives is probably realistic, even with the supply and demand problem in the real estate. Um, but and the inventory problem isn't changing. I'll bet you they go lower. Lower than fives? Yeah. You know what? As long as they don't get down to threes, uh, where, where, where then people are so locked in, they're not going to move when they've got a 3% mortgage. Fine, don't Unless move. Rent that shit out and buy another one. True, true. Yeah. The, although here, um, rentals don't cash flow. So that's it's difficult here. Um, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they really don't cash flow. Maybe at a, you know, at a 3.5% or something like that, they'd cash right. flow. But for the most part... Um, Rentals don't cash flow here. They are, um, you know, you're in it for the equity increases. So if yeah. you're if you're holding well, wait, wait, wait. The real estate's a long play anyway, right? Yeah, but but, but I get people all the time. Real estate for the monthly cash flow. Go back to your job, please. Right? Or, you know, or the people all the time that want a house hack that say, okay, I want a duplex. I'm going to live in one side. I'm going to have the other side basically pay for the mortgage. No, it's not going. It's not. Gonna, no, it's going to supplement gonna your mortgage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's an interesting thing happening here that they just passed the law on and it's um, not implemented yet, but where uh, a person will be able to build an ADU and sell it as if it was a condo on the property. So that's wow. going to be a game changer. Um, so wow. some things like that are, are interesting that are on the horizon. I'm maybe one of the few people that isn't that worried about the buyer commissions and the lawsuits and everything like that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, yeah, unless you can, unless you can go down there and talk to a judge, you don't have control. Adapt or die. Can, we'll work with what you can control. Yep. Adapt or die. Wow. Um, I these 
episodes with you always whip by in such a hurry. It's just insane. They do. Wow. Nah, it's just because we're buddies and we have so much in common and we're, you know, still pained from you abandoning us for California. So. Oh, you know, I, I, I just I just couldn't even imagine going back. I really I love LA. People hate on LA, but I love it here. Um okay, I'm not gonna get into that debate. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. love Huntington and Newport and Laguna and yeah. Uh no, um, I love LA. All uh, right, especially East, I mean East Side. I love LA. All right. <laughs> all right. Jen, what else do we need to know about these days? Because if you I don't mean, interrupt us, Michael and I are gonna do this for another exactly. half hour. Exactly. All right. I mean, that's fine. Just keep going. No, uh, Michael will get you rebooked. We are booking into January of 2025. So who knows what you'll be up to? Because <laughs> we didn't even touch on your change in brokerages. We, we didn't. But hey, anybody yeah. out there, reach I'm, out to I'm me. I'm more interested anytime. in John Hamm That's... buying him a house. Exactly. Exactly. I'm more interested <laughs> in him signing a writer for Gilmore Girls. I'll just talk about that for 30 All minutes. Right. Long, long ago <laughs> in another life. Another lifetime. <laughs> no, thank you, Michael. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm sure we'll get you rebooked for another episode in season eight, Adam. Season wow. eight is what we were booking. Oh, yeah. so we're being constant and consistent in our activities. We we actually do what we tell other people to do. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you listening or watching, if you want to learn more about Just the Tips coaching, you can text TIPS to 63566. That will get you the episodes of the podcast, our weekly little tip. Uh, you can grab a copy of Adam's books, plural. Uh, we need to get physical copies of your new one, Adam. So I've seen one. Hold it up. I know you've seen one. I've seen I don't have an actual yet. physical copy. And for yeah. those of you that... excuse me haven't been following this over the last week a week ago i think we did the book launch and the next day we hit bestseller status on amazon yep and yeah i still haven't even seen a well i've seen the one physical copy of the book um but yeah i don't have my own yet well thank you to everybody who bought the book last week and supported us and all of that but text tips to 63566 if you're not sure what we're talking about or there's a post on adam's profile both of our profiles i made a post about it too um so you can grab of course i did um so you can grab a copy of it as well um but yeah all things just the tips text tips to 63566 cool well michael thank you of course Um, always always fun we always joke about how hard it is to carve out this kind of time on a monday morning um, we talk about that a lot. And you're an hour earlier. And mm-hmm. we just did this stupid, let's all go off daylight savings time. I'm not oh. sure if we saved the daylight this yeah. year or not, um, which is just so stupid. So really, from the bottom of my heart, this is a specially, unespecially difficult uh, <laughs> time to roll our asses out of bed and uh, do an early Monday morning podcast. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. It's always fun. I always all enjoy right. it. So. For the rest of you that didn't pick up on that, we do do this almost every single week. You can probably count on us for about 45 episodes a year on Mondays at 1030 Mountain Time, whether that's standard or daylight. Yeah, well, we won't get into that debate. Yay, Arizona. Um, oh, and I saw that Dre, shout out to Dre, Puerto Rico also. Does oh, yeah. not go yeah. off daylight savings time. So there's another potential uh, spot to go live in to avoid this stupidity. 
Otherwise, for the rest of you, yeah, feel free to catch us live at 10.30 Mountain Time on Mondays. And you can catch the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon a couple of days after our live broadcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.